Hello and welcome to TSOL Pop. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about women in ELT is Eleni Simonizu. Eleni has over 15 years of experience working in the ELT industry as a teacher, trainer and most recently as an academic manager for talent and development. In her current role, Eleni manages performance and talent management programs for teachers and leaders in Hong Kong. One of her main passions is supporting women in advancing their careers, so I thought it'd be ideal to invite her today to talk about women in ELT. Welcome to the show, Eleni. Thank you, Laura. It's great to be on um, only the second female-led podcast in the industry, so I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) Based on the amount of research that you do into women's role in education, I thought it'd be ideal today to talk about this on the podcast. So for today, I thought we'd focus on what recent research tells us about women in education, what your own research has uncovered, what the reasons for these findings, and finally, what we can do to promote greater equality in the industry. Does that sound all right? Yeah, sounds great. I think before we start today's conversation, because we are focusing on women in ELT, this is just one aspect of a conversation regarding gender inequality in the industry. It's not that we're not addressing those others or ignoring them, but for this podcast, we've chosen to focus on women in ELT. That's yeah. right. Yeah. This is uh, exactly right. I find like this is one of my passions, like women and women's rights. Um, and I kind of like feel and preach that people should follow their own agendas into making our world a little bit more uh, fair and equal. Uh, so I'm just going to do my part uh, on things that I'm passionate about. But I think this is definitely not where the discussion ends. Yeah, hopefully today will spark further discussions, which of course we encourage our listeners to to, to do. Whether do their it's own the research. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Let's start by talking about the bigger picture. You've done a lot of reading and investigation into women's role in education on a broader scale. What did you find out? One of the things that I felt would be the most kind of like helpful to focus on was career development. So I looked into because I was presenting originally this work at IETFL this year, which uh, unfortunately postponed, I, yeah. I wasn't yeah. able to. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of like see what the picture is in the UK. So I found through the school workforce census and database of qualified teachers in the UK that indeed women progress slower in their career. An indication of that is, for example, the fact that 85% of the primary workforce consists of women, but only 73% percent uh, are female head teachers mm-hmm. and then when we go into secondary 62 percent of the workforce is female but only 38 percent is head teachers so we can see how there is kind of like underrepresentation for both men and women yeah. actually and that is also not a good thing we want to become more equal across levels of education not just have a lot of females in primary and then a lot of males in secondary And they also found that generally women progress like a lot slower when it came to leadership positions. So typically it would take women around nine years after getting qualified to get into a leadership position, whereas it would take men six years or less to get into leadership positions. So again, that kind of like shows that both are equally qualified, but it does take women longer to get into leadership positions. And I think we should be looking into that. Yeah. Did you find that the further up education you went, the more women disappeared from leadership? So you mentioned like primary, then secondary, it became 
fewer women in management positions such as head teachers what about higher education was there any insight into that as well yes you're definitely right this is exactly the picture that at least the data uh, paints so according to times higher education uh and the world university rankings data from 2020 so very recent uh, um, data only 19% of the top 200 universities in the UK were led by a female leader. So it's very obvious that the higher up you go, the fewer women you find in leadership positions. Mm, That's really interesting. What about your own research then? So this obviously sparks you to think about how you could research this within the ELT and see if there's any parallels between this research that was conducted in the UK, am I correct, for primary, secondary and higher education? So what did you go about finding out and what did your findings tell you? So the, my research actually mirrored exactly the data that I found for the UK. My survey was answered by 490 women around the world. So I had representation from 69 countries. And I asked women to tell me how many t- teachers, uh, what was the gender balance in the teaching staff, and then in director of studies or academic management roles, and then upper management roles, and also asked about the qualifications they had. And the results are jaw-dropping. So from uh, these 490 women that responded, 74% uh, responded that they have more female teachers in the institutions that they work. And then when we went into director of studies roles or academic management roles, only 40% of women responded that there are more females in those positions. And then when we went into upper management, that percentage dropped to 29% Mm. of organizations led by female leaders. But interestingly, 68% of them mentioned that both men and women had similar qualifications. So it's very obvious that it's not a matter of being qualified. There are other uh, things at play that influence women's career development and, you know, getting into leadership positions. Before we like look into the reasoning behind that, can I ask a bit more about the research in terms of where it came from? So is this focused on a particular area uh, geographically? in ELT or did you go worldwide? I went worldwide. Um, I I didn't want to focus on specific countries because I wanted it to be as representative as possible. I am looking into expanding my research actually and kind of like continuing to get responses and hopefully when I have kind of enough uh, data from uh, specific countries to be representative then maybe disaggregate the data. Mm. Uh, What are some of the reasons you feel for these research findings? Well, as I always say, like, this is a beast. <laughs> there is not one single reason for these findings. Uh, we see them everywhere, no matter what the industry is. And we see them in ELT, we saw them in education, we see them in other industries. It seems that it's, it's a problem well-rooted in society and in a lot of cultures. But if I were to identify, like, a few reasons, I would say... A lot of it is internalized kind of like society norms that women feel the need to kind of like meet. So, for example, like we see a lot of women kind of like having less self-confidence, maybe not promoting themselves as much, not feeling very comfortable speaking themselves up or even just risk taking like 
seeing an opportunity and saying, yes, I'm good enough, I'm going to try and get it. And I find this is definitely one of kind of like the reasons I know some women feel, um, okay, we shouldn't put the blame on women, we shouldn't tell women how to behave differently. And I'm not, I'm really not. I think, you know, management and upper management especially should be doing more structural changes yeah. in order to address that. We've talked about the research, your own research and the findings. Let's move on to question number three. What can we do to promote greater equality in the industry? So there's um, a lot that can be done and I will focus mainly on management and senior management because I feel there needs to be a structural kind of approach to this. And the suggestions that I will offer don't only apply to women, but they apply to anyone who identifies within the gender spectrum. I feel we need to focus on uh, adequate training and more specifically differentiated training. If you are working in ELT, you will be very familiar with the term differentiation, and this is where we need to put it into practice, not only for our students, but our staff as well, kind of making sure that people get the training that they need, and sometimes uh, women or people who identify as uh, a different gender than the one they were born in, they may need to, you know, go through different training to achieve uh, leadership positions. Mm -hmm. Can you give an example of some training you have done for women? Because I know you've done a lot with the Women's Society in Shanghai. Uh, do you have any examples to share? So one of the things, for example, that we were doing was kind of uh, self-branding. And we found that more women were able to kind of like self-promote, at least on social media, which kind of like afterwards led into being able to better self-promote when it came for like... You know, it came to like work opportunities, for example. So that was kind of like a simple differentiated training that led to some women actually getting the positions that they wanted. You've mentioned then differentiated training and also influencing leaders in the way they structure their organisations and opportunities for training. What, what else can we do to influence positive changes? I think creating safe spaces, so creating spaces for, for example, like only women managers to meet, uh, and discuss problems that they have that will alleviate some of the pressure uh, that sometimes male managers like um, impose on women. Just more female leaders acting, like actively uh, working towards being role models for other women uh, in their organization. And to be honest, like at a, an even higher level, what is very important is hiring practices, making sure that at all levels of hiring we have diverse interview panels, uh, gender balanced ones. We have diverse talent pipelines to make sure that when positions do open, there is a sufficient amount of representation, let's say, um, to cover those positions. And finally, I think when managers and uh, senior managers are thinking about their deliverables and their KPIs to actively make them gender transformative, so making sure that they will, through their work, they will actively work towards making the workplace more equal. That's wonderful. And I think to touch upon the idea of women acting as role models, this can also happen outside the workplace. So you may find organisations or groups or friends or peers that work in a fellow organisation or in a similar institution that you could meet with 
to support each other. I've certainly done that here in Hong Kong, and it's been really helpful. Yeah, and we, when I was in Shanghai, there was an organization called Mentor Walks. I think they operate in Australia as well, maybe in other countries, I can't remember. But uh, I met amazing women and got some great advice through that program. But I also wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for amazing female mentors that I've had throughout my career. I was very lucky that I've worked in organizations where I had uh, quite a few female kind of like role models and um I'm very happy that these mentors of mine gave up their time for free. And I should say thank you to you for encouraging me and mentoring me to get this podcast back up on online because I wasn't going to do it. Actually. Yay! <laughs> it's because you encouraged me and supported me to have the confidence to, to, to go again. So thank you very much for that. Yay, women supporting women! <laughs> Finally, before we leave today, our listeners will be curious to follow your work and find out where you're presenting next and what you're publishing next so how can they stay in touch i'm very active on linkedin i use it quite a lot uh i blog there as well not very much recently but uh if you type in my name eleni simonidu i know it's hard but i think laura can maybe like put it in the blurb yeah i can hyperlink that um so you can follow me there and if you need also kind of like uh, a mentor reach out i'd be more than happy to help other women um, and also, hopefully, see you at IETAFO uh, next year. I will be presenting this uh, research there as part of the uh, showcases for the Global Issues Special Interest Group. So hopefully see you at IETAFO next year. That's really exciting. I will put the hyperlink to your name for the LinkedIn on the website. Perfect. And I will also put a link to IETAFO so you can find out more and find out when the conference is uh, in 2021. Thank you so much, Eleni. Thank you for having me. Finally, if you have a question that you would like us to answer, then you can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or the website, tsolpop.com.